What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to a victory edition of the CHGO Bulls postgame presented by PointsBet. Those bastards. <laughs> Don't forget the promo code CHGO when signing up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls Peck. My guy laughing in hysterics over here is Big Dave. He is at Balby at WL Sports. we got our producer Joey hanging out with us. Will the Go Gottlieb will join us later on tonight's postgame. But joining oh, us right dear. here, right now, is the fourth member of our crew. It's the one and only Mark K. Follow him at MK Hoops on Twitter. Mark, what's up, buddy? It's been far Boy. too long since you've joined us in the bubble for postgame. I know. What's, I mean, I'm just trying to think, actually, like last time you, me, Dave, we are we spoke it would i'm assuming it was last season or somewhere deep in the off season it's literally been deep, months deep yeah, in the off season for sure, yeah, for sure. would be yeah. the last time the hair you looks look, great though man. the hair <laughs> looks thank great you, thank you <laughs> yeah you're always popping in the comments talking about how will has some of the best hair on youtube but yeah i think you got stepping. a pretty decent argument of your own pal i agree well, thank you for the compliment. It makes me feel a little bit bad for me trashing you a little bit earlier about your mustache and your flannel. Um... Hey, man. <laughs> Those who can't do make fun. I'd like to see you sport something like this on your face. Fair enough. I, I can't pull it off. I can't pull it off. That, that is definitely true. But um, yeah, look, I'm just glad to be uh, back talking to you guys. It's been a long time. Like I said, I'm in the comments. We're talking in Slack. We're talking on Twitter. But to actually be talking sort of in person now it's it's uh it's good it's fun it is and and we're so glad that you can join us for not only another bulls victory in the preseason that puts their preseason mark at three and one uh officially 127 104 the final meaningless bucks bucket at the end put my over over put my under as a bust uh but obviously mark the reason we're excited that you're here is because no zach no demar Decreased minutes for a lot of other significant players. Pat, back in the starting lineup, plays 32 minutes, scores 22 on a not super efficient 9 of 17, 1 of 5 from downtown, uh, added five boards and five assists. Let's just simply put it this way. What did you make of Patrick Williams' final preseason minutes tonight? I thought you were getting me on to talk about uh, Costas Antetokounmpo. That's what I thought I was here for. But um, Dude, if we're talking trash. about Williams, <laughs> look, I'm I don't, I don't I don't know how to feel about this Pat Williams game. Like this, like he played really good. Like, let's let's just get out of that, that out of the way. He was very good. Um, but the fact that he could do this is why it annoys me. Because like that, I found this more frustrating because I almost it would always it almost be would be easier if he was just bad. Like, it would be so much easier if he was just bad, but he's not. Like, he's clearly capable. He's clearly talented. He can clearly influence the game in so many different ways, as we saw tonight. And, like, that's the frustrating thing about this because I don't think we saw anything tonight from Pat that I don't think he could replicate playing next to Zach Levine, Vooch, um, and even uh, DeMar DeRozan. So, like, in a lot of ways, whilst it was encouraging, at the same time, it was kind of frustrating because I'm like, well, why can't you do this every single time? And... And like you can look at the box score and see that he had 22 points. He obviously had 17 field field goal attempts. Maybe he won't get 17 field goal attempts every single time playing with those guys. But those types of attempts that he had, I think, are like things that he can do when those guys are there. Like a lot of them were sort of role guy field goal attempts in in the way I would categorize them at least. Like uh, you know, taking his open threes. He took five threes tonight, getting him pick and roll and just being the role guy. He wasn't initiating pick and roll, but he was just being 
the screens that are and then rolling hard to the basket. He, he had a number of offensive rebounds, four offensive rebounds, like stuff like that. Just It's just the little things, I guess. So I guess I'm just wondering, like, I've got more questions after this game, a little bit more frustrations, I guess positive ones because Pat had a good game, but I'm just wondering why, why, why does he do this against second and third units? Why can't we do this in first units with the real, uh, with, you know, his real teammates, let's say. I, I, I understand his point uh, as far as the frustration, um, because the last time we saw him really play like this was Minnesota. Yeah, uh, exactly. when nobody was out there. He's got 35 points and going off on everybody like that. So I, I completely get it, but look, I've said this a bunch of times. Like, it feels like Patrick needs permission to be great, and I don't know why that is yet. I mean, sir, everybody isn't a self-starter. Everybody doesn't come in, you know, with that goon mentality, all that kind of thing. Some people got to learn it over time. Uh, that, that's just the thing. Um, but he always feels like he has to have the permission. I'm not saying it's always going to be like that for him, but it just feels like that now. A good example of that is we saw him go up. Matt, you saw him get the rebound and try to lay it back in instead of dunking it. Right. And, and we Drove were over crazy. Yeah, we were over here screaming like, dude, dunk that. Like, and it got blocked. They called it goaltending, but it got blocked. But yeah. it was like he needed to see, to do that to say, oh, okay, so it's okay that I dunk these now, right? Okay, I'll do that now from now on. And then you just saw like four straight dunks of yeah. him being huge and d- both hands, by the way. Dunking yeah. with the right, dunking with the left, getting to the bucket, using his size. Um, you mentioned the offensive rebounds, Mark. That was the one thing I was going to point out was he was great with that, like showing that of his ability to get up on people, man. Like getting those offensive rebounds, I thought were great that he did. But you know, I, 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 I feel you. Like you want to see this kind of stuff all the time. And other thing Mark has been saying that I actually agree with was – when he's, when he's talking about comparing him to Lowry. And I, I, I see that point. Like, I truly see what he's saying on that. Because the, the frustration that it was, you know, watching Lowry play. Because, you know, I was a Lowry. Watching unrealized potential. Yes, but you, but it wasn't that. It was that. Remember, I remember watching Lowry overseas looking like Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Like, I remember that, man. And just going crazy. Like, oh, my God. We got this? And he comes over here and he's like, I'm just going to shoot these threes. And it just drove me absolutely bonkers and insane. So I completely get that frustration. Um, I liked what I saw from him tonight. I'm sure everybody else did. I've liked what I saw. I know that it's in him, but it's got to be brought out of him some kind of way. I, I haven't figured out yet how to get that out of him. I, I know how to, it comes out of him when DeMar and, and, and Zach aren't on the floor, but how do we get it out of him with talent around him? Well, I think that speaks to, and, and the comp to Lowry is interesting, and I don't think it's totally off base, but when Lowry's playing for his Finnish national team, yeah. he is the best player on that team. Yes. Maybe the second best player on that yeah. team, yeah. and he expects of himself to be that. Yeah. On a night like tonight, or a night like game 82 against Minnesota last season, Pat's like, oh, I'm the second or third best player on the floor tonight, yeah. especially with the trash that the Bucks threw out there tonight. Right, right. He should have had the confidence to go out there and dominate. How does he and, – and, Mark, I, I agreed with a lot of what you were tweeting about Pat tonight, uh, reading that thread of yours. It's like there can be these moments for Pat where he is effective the ways he was tonight, setting secondary screens, moving without the ball, and rolling to the rim in the first unit. If he yeah. is going to end up being in that first unit, it's not like it has to be this, where it's Pat playing with scrubs right. is the only times when he can be confident. That said, 
He put up nine or seventeen shots tonight. Mm-hmm. Zach healthy, Demar healthy, Vooch healthy, all three of them playing. Pat's never putting up seventeen shots. <laughs> that like that's something that I think Bulls fans need to accept. Yeah. Unless it's a very weird night, and it's just like our opponent's defense is going to give us. They're trying to take away one of those three or two of those three, and they'll let Pat get his looks. It's not going to be a night like tonight. Yeah. It's just not. But it feels like that's freedom for him. You know what I'm saying? Like nights like this, it feels like he's a little more free with himself and how he plays. I just want him to find this within the confines of the game. I don't care if it's starting. I don't care if it's on the bench. And I just need him to find it mentally. I know he's there physically. I see it. It's right there. I just have to – he's got to connect it mentally for me to get out there and do it. And, you know, I got nothing but faith in Patrick Williams. I think he's going to be awesome personally. Um, but I do want to see that connect at some point in time, whether he's starting it or coming off the bench, Mark. Yeah, well, look, I, I definitely agree. Like, he's not going to get 17 attempts playing next to DeMar, Levine, and and Vooch. But like I said, he had five three-point attempts. He had four offensive rebounds. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head if those four offensive rebounds got co- uh, converted to four field goal attempts, but let's assume a good percentage of them did. Like, that's nine shooting attempts out of his seven, uh, 17 field goal attempts, more than half of his offense, where... You know, it's not groundbreaking stuff. Like, and that's that's what I'm saying here. Like, it's not like he was in pick and roll as the initiator. It's not like he was getting the ball being or getting a chance to be his very own version of Demar or being a version of Levine, whereby those opportunities are going to disappear once those guys come back and they get back on ball. Like in that instance, yes, I would agree with you. Like what we saw tonight maybe is not uh, something that can be transferred, but because it wasn't coming in those situations where he was on ball, like Io was still running stuff, Kobe, uh, Dragic, Caruso, like that was still like the, the guys creating with the ball in hand and sort of Pat was playing off those dude, off those guys. So that's why it makes it more frustrating for me. It's like, well, you're not, ha- you're not having the ball in your hand like DeMar or Levine would. You've you got, you got uh, the lesser guys doing so, but why, why can't you do that with the other guys like Levine and, DeMar, uh, Levine and DeRozan? Because you're doing it with Dragic, you're doing it with Kobe, Io, etc. So like when I say it's frustrating, I mean that in the most positive way positive light because you can see that stuff from power it's like yes this is good this is exactly what i want you to do like be that super role player like he was tonight like i don't think he was uh like playing like a star on ball guy tonight he was playing like a star role guy and like that's literally all i want from him that's why it's frustrating because i know he can do it he's shown us tonight he can do it just freaking do it (laughs) that's great you know it's awesome like him playing like a role guy it's still 22 points, five rebounds, the other four assists. Like, that's a role guy. And those ain't role guy numbers, but he's right. He was playing like one. And that's what can, is the thing that you look at Patrick Williams, you're like, dude, it's something there. Mm-hmm. Like, you just want to reach in and pull it out for him. You know what I'm saying? And put it on the floor. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I, I'm ready to see him in this season. Um, I just, I'm, I'm excited for him, honestly. Like, I get Mark's frustration, and he's not wrong. Uh, for me, it, it didn't frustrate me to that extent. I, I understood it. It didn't frustrate me to that extent because we talked about it in the pregame because I was like, well, we knew what was coming. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I already know what he's going to do in this game, man, because I already saw it in Minnesota. I know what's going to happen here. I just wanted to see if it was going to look any different from Minnesota to now. And, and for me, the difference, Mark, is the aggression for me. Like in Minnesota, it felt freer for him. You know, if, if that makes any sense. Like, it just felt like he didn't care about the mistakes or the aggression or whatever. He knew he was going to be out there. Right. Like, dude, I'm playing 48 minutes. Like, it's cool. This one, it felt like he was trying to pick and choose certain spots, and he was showing himself. 
like when he would come off a curl and he would come off a screen and they give him the ball and he's pulling the three. Yes, that. Like, I was like, yeah, I want to see that. That's more awesome things like that. So I liked the, where his aggression was tonight. And for me, that was that was a little bit of growth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Mark. I, I, I would say, like, that the, the big difference from this game, though, in that Minnesota game was, like, Pat was acting more as the point guard in that game. Like, he had – what was really interesting about that game was, like, Pat got to show off his point guard skills. He was creating from the top. He was fl- uh, flinging passes all over the place. Like, that's why that game was encouraging – again, second and third unit guys that he was playing against. But, like, that was more on-ball, whereas this is completely different. Like, this is Pat acting like a big-time power forward, setting screens, rolling to the basket, catching and shooting, getting those offensive rebounds. So, in some senses, it was very similar, but in a lot of ways, it was very different. And I think what we saw tonight was probably more representative of what his role should be playing next to Vooch, DeMar, Levine. Um, And I thought, in that sense, it's very different to the Minnesota game. So, I actually found this game more encouraging because... Like I said, it's it's very representative of what his game should be with the main dudes. Uh, Matt Skizzy in the comments with a, let's say, out of left field idea as okay. far as getting Pat more looks, saying trade Vooch and let those shots go to Pat. Oh, Lord. And then shout out to everybody else in the comments. <laughs> Clutch, Planet, ZR3, and AK all saying trade Vooch. <laughs> uh, oh, as, as someone who along with myself and Big Dave a lot last season was a a member of the Vooch Defender Nation, Mark. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, not just tonight, when Vooch was like kept his you know preseason momentum rolling, he finished with 17 on 7 of 9, uh, chipping in 11 boards and 4 assists. Um, not, not just tonight, but his preseason as a whole. Do you take any stock in these four preseason appearances from Vooch to say, we're going to get something more closely resembling the all-star center the Bulls traded for than what we saw last season? Yeah, I mean, firstly, like, what does this dude got to do before he doesn't get in trade rumors by Bulls fans? Like, plays terribly, trade him. Plays good, let's trade him. But to answer your question, <laughs> like, um, I, I want to believe it is because as if we go back to, to last preseason, the way that Bulls team played in preseason sort of carried over into the regular season. Similarly, this time around, they're playing very similar style basketball I'm hoping that carries over into the regular season like it did last season, or at least the first 40-odd games. Now, with that in mind as well, I'm hoping what Vooch is doing here in preseason transfers over into the regular season. And the, the, the irony in all this is I don't think Vooch is playing that differently in terms of the way he's playing. Yeah. He's just maybe finishing maybe a little better than what he was previously. He looks a little bit more confident. To me, to my eyes, um, yeah, to my eyes as well, like he, he kind of looks a little skinnier up top as well. I don't know if he's mm. uh, moving better. Uh, he certainly didn't look like he got a lot of air when he um, – did you see that play where he was acting as the pick-and-roll initiator? Caruso set a screen for him. Yes. <laughs> What's the name? Vooch dribbles off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he probably got like two-inch uh, vertical in that in that sense. So maybe <laughs> he's not actually more athletic or moving quicker at all. But right. yeah, look, I want to believe that we'll get a better version of Vooch going forward. If we do, I think that changes a lot of things for the Bulls. Uh, he's still shooting threes. Uh, he's still getting up a lot of threes in, in preseason. Uh, three tonight. He's averaging just under four threes through, uh, through preseason thus far. So he's still shooting a lot of threes, I guess is the point. But uh, yeah, we've, we've gotten really good Vooch games and, and long may it continue into the regular season. You know what? I, I usually don't put a lot of stock in, in preseason stuff, but I put some in what I saw from Vooch uh, this time. One, because he's a veteran. That was, that was one of the main reasons. Um, yeah. But two... Because one of the main things I saw him doing, Mark, uh, I was, I mean, he was doing basically the same things he's been doing. It's just the shots have been going down. 
But one of the main th- another things I've seen him is being active with his hands on defense. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he he definitely wasn't doing that uh, last year, not to his fault or anything like that. But he was way more active with his hands, getting his hands in passing lanes, making it a little more difficult for uh, interior passes into the post for the opposing player. And I really enjoyed watching that. Like, I got up for that kind of things. And he was blocking some shots, too. So he was showing it on the defensive end also, that effort. And I know Bulls fans complained hard about his effort last season. I'm like, well, dude, like, he's the only one there. Like, like what do you want? Yeah. But – I love what I saw as far as his hands being active out there. And I think that translated to making the offense a little more smoother. And you're right. His, he, he looks a little different in his shape. Uh, and also he didn't even go home, you know, for, to play for his home, for his home mm-hmm. team. He stayed here in Chicago and, and was like, no, nah, man, I really want to get better. That lets you know the pride that this dude really has in himself and in his game. Because he's like, no, nah, man, mm-hmm. I'm really good at basketball and I'm here to show y'all that. So, yeah, I enjoyed him. He was the second best player in the preseason, man. Like, he just really was. Like, if you want to say he was the best one, I, I, you, I have no problem with that. But he was great. Like, when you said the rebounds, it was just like he falls in the rebounds. Like, seriously, like, it's so crazy and easy for him that it was just impressive, man. But that three-point shot hitting is the main thing Bulls fans complained about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, that's falling. Well, what can you say? What are you complaining about now? There's nothing you can really say Two about it, Two for three tonight. He was on it, man. He looked great. He really does. He he looks great, and he looks ready for the season. Well, I mean, on his defense, like, he is maybe a little bit higher up on pick and rolls than maybe last season. Not dramatically, but a little bit more, which is enabling him to be closer onto the all-ball uh, on ball guy, which is maybe why he's getting his hands more involved when they're sort of trying to thread that needle onto the drop pass onto the rolling big. So that's one thing. But I think just more generally, and I, I wanted to make this comment uh, regardless of the, you know whether it's future or not that we're talking about. like, But I just think the Bulls have done a really fantastic job in sort of covering for Lonzo. And, and what I mean by that in this instance is like we're getting 48 minutes of really good point guard defense, whether you've got Caruso in there or Io, both are playing really good point of attack defense, which is just allowing Vooch that extra split second to maybe get his hands into the play and maybe get a steal or two. So that that is really important because as we sort of witnessed last year, obviously Lonzo went down, but at the same time Lonzo went down, Caruso did as well. So we're going from a situation where the Bulls last year, when things really turned to shit, didn't have any point guard defense. We asked Io to do too much in his rookie season. We're now coming back into a situation where we don't have Lonzo, but you've got Lonzo, Caruso, and uh, to be fair, like even even Dragic and Kobe and, and Levine have had some okay moments on defense as well, not necessarily on ball, maybe as help defenders. So I think that's helping Vooch uh, more in that pick and roll situation as well. So I think just more generally, the Bulls defense has been quite good in preseason and similar to the Vooch conversation. Hopefully that transfers over into the regular season as well. Uh, erase the hate in the comments. Uh, between Vooch and Drummond, they had 33 points and 20 boards. The Bulls don't have to gang rebound uh, now. They can start to run. I don't. I mean, like, I think your team always should have a gang rebounding mentality. Sure. Um, not just because Drummond is here in addition to Vooch. Uh, I, I've been mostly impressed with the Bulls rebounding so far in these four preseason games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but erase the hate's point about getting out and starting to run is something else that I want to talk about that was good from tonight's game, even though tonight's game was Scrubs versus Scrubs. And I know, Mark, you were noticing that as well tonight. We will talk about that coming up next, as well as getting to many more of your comments in the chat. Keep them coming. And while we're reading some ads, don't forget to hit that like button. 
today's episode brought to you guys by points bet it's football season and that means points bets bringing you guys a better way to bet live on games <laughs> you can place a live same game parlay bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out on your live second half <laughs> over bet with points bet you have access to more live football markets than ever before Bears, yeah. Thursday night football, yeah. just around the corner. Back on the horse. I'm going to make my money back. <laughs> yes, right. Build the, build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do a live with points bet. Download the points bet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Now, Joey, uh, <laughs> I believe you said that you have a video that you would like to share. Do you, Joey? What you got? Expressing got to the people just how much fun they can be having. Let's watch gambling in action One second, there, one second. Bet. No, uh, so to, okay. to set the scene here a little bit while Joey's pulling this up. Sure. I told you on pregame, I took the under on 229 and a half. You did. On what was probably going to be a doo-doo preseason finale. Yes, yes. All of the team's respective point scorers were taken out and told to sit down. Yes. And for most of the night, 229 and a half under was looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. And then fourth quarter, it got a little dicey. And then I had a live cash out option, which is one of the things I love about points bet. You yeah. could do a live cash out on an over under bet. Okay. And so I put in 20 bucks and there were a couple of moments in the fourth quarter. Where it was like cash out 23, cash out 24, and then dip down to 18, then cash out 23 again. I was like, you know what? It's 20 bucks. I'm going to let it ride. Mm -hmm. It's the Bulls. It's preseason. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to let it ride. Yeah. They were at 229. They were. And I had 229 and a half under. They were. As the Bucks were playing that final <laughs> offensive possession. You know where this is going, don't you, Mark? <laughs> and the Bulls got the block out of bounds. Side out, Milwaukee. Joey. So thankfully, I walk out of frame of Joey's phone. They and all you laughed get to like see that is, for 15 more minutes until we started the show. Is Dave just laughing at my misery? I did. I, I laughed for quite a while at that. It, it was quite entertaining. It was quite funny. To he was so upset. He was so angry and dis disappointed. He walked it off to the island. Put his head on the island. He was so mad, man. Like he was. But I was laughing because I wanted the. I was hoping. Well, one, it was completely hilarious. But I wanted the laugh. I wanted him to feel the joy. Like you got to laugh at this, man. Like you can't just really take this so tough. Yeah. This is preseason, man. You got to laugh at this right here. And man, he 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 did. You took it a little. Better. I mean, I. But Mark, better. aren't you sad that you're missing out on all that fun because you don't have points bet in Australia? <laughs> No, no, not. <laughs> I tried squ uh, sports gambling one time, and it did not go well well for me at all. I thought, I, I know, I know what I'm talking about. I know Bulls basketball. I'm going to gamble on this and make millions of dollars. It did not go well, so I learned my lesson pretty quickly. Unlike you, seemingly. Hey, hey Joey, I sent you check your slide. I sent you some pictures from that also. Uh, that that I took that <laughs> that was showing the, that Matt's after effect of how yeah. he felt. Uh, watching this, man, I, I tweeted this out. Uh, I just sent that to Joey. I'm gonna let him set that up. But I, uh, but I yeah. like I like Colin's comment here, which is basically saying that I spent twenty dollars to make Dave laugh a lot. Yeah. which <laughs> it's is worth it. The best way to it. look at that. Okay, there, yes. there it is, right there. Yeah. <laughs> 
As you'll see, the hat, not on not the head. head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, man, God. look at him, dude. You would have thought it was $20,000 <laughs> the way this dude is looking. But see, that's how I know I don't have a gaming problem because okay. I treat losing $20 like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, my God. Yes, you're right. Okay, yeah, because if you spent $22,000... Man, I don't even want to be around you. Dude. Like, I don't even want to be around you. You go out there, go hang out with Mark, man. I Never can, I gamble anything you can't afford to lose. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's All fair. right, back to the well, points, Pat. Yeah. Or though, I don't even know where we were. I was trying to <laughs> trying to keep us on track somewhat here. <laughs> You're trying to keep us on track, Joey. Good, good effort. How dare you? Good effort, man. Uh, no. So before the break, we were getting ready to talk about what we liked about tonight's game other than Pat yeah. doing Pat things and Vooch doing Vooch things, <laughs> yeah. which was the Bulls as a team getting out in transition. Um, and, and Mark, you had a great clip or two uh, of some plays highlighting how the Bulls' point-of-attack defense, which I'm sure everyone has been worried about in the absence of Lonzo, can that point-of-attack defense be what it was with him at the beginning of last season, now without him? to present those uh, transition and fast-break opportunities to the Bulls tonight against, yes, a scrub Milwaukee team. It looked like they were doing that and, and doing that pretty pretty regularly. Yeah, definitely. And, and look, I've I've gotten trashed a lot in this offseason for merely suggesting that I think the Bulls can still be a good basketball team without Lonzo Ball. And, like, this, is, this was kind of why I thought they could be because you've still got Caruso, presumably healthy. you got Io. Um, you're not going to be able to replicate every single thing that Lonzo does, but you've still got like a lot of guys in the backcourt who are good basketball players who can impact games. And like Caruso tonight, man, nine assists off the bench, seven rebounds. Pick and roll defense was uh, amazing. Io on, on pick and roll as well uh, in terms of point of attack has been really good in preseason as well. Like, And that's just been a general theme. Like, uh, I, I don't remember, I recall exactly how many points the Bulls had on fast breaks tonight, but prior to this game, they were averaging about 23 to 24 points per game um, you know, on fast breaks. Like that was very reminiscent to what they were doing with Lonzo last preseason and into the regular season. So they're creating turnovers in a, in a rate that, they still were last season. Even Andre Drummond is contributing to that now. Like there was possessions where he was getting up real high on the screen and helping guys like Caruso and I force those turnovers above the three-point line. But even Drummond had that massive block on, I think it was Bochamp. He had that huge block, which then turned into another fast break opportunity for the Bulls. So like they're, they're turning defense into offense. But what's been interesting to see is like, even when other teams are like scoring the ball, they're pushing the ball after makes as well. So like they're getting the ball into that front court a lot quicker than what they were doing last season, or at least the second half of last season. So in a lot of ways, I mentioned it before, but they've done a very good job in replacing Lonzo. You can't completely replace Lonzo, obviously. He's a, he's a fantastic player. But I think, you know, for what the or how how the Bulls are positioned, they've done as good a job as you possibly can to make up for the loss of Lonzo. And so I'm, I'm actually really proud about the way the team has sort of played without Lonzo. Caruso, I, like I said, even Dragic, Dale and Terry getting the ball up the court. Uh, they should be commended uh, about how they're playing at point guard. And we shouldn't just be, uh, you know, lamenting that we don't have Lonzo anymore because we should be feeling good about the guard options that we do have. So speaking of the loss of Lonzo, I want to make sure I bring this up, but it's it's surfacing on Twitter right now. And I see Rob just made the comment but Billy Donovan has confirmed that Io DeSumo is going to start the season as the starting point guard. Yeah. Um, and just wondering what your guys' reaction to that is. Oh, one, I called it. <laughs> I, could, I could say that right there. You but, did. But, yeah, like, I thought that was the logical thing to do because 
I, uh, Will talked a lot about this, about it's not about who's starting, it's about who's closing. And you want Caruso in there to close. But for me, I'm like, if you want him in there to close and the way that he plays, the man was taking charges in a preseason game in the third quarter. So if you want him to be out there on the floor, he can't be the one starting because of the way he plays. Like, it's very aggressive. Like, he's going to draw fouls early. We saw that a lot last year when he was starting. He would get two quick fouls and, you know, be out of the game real quickly because that's just the aggression that he plays with. You kind of want to have that come in as an energy thing for the team. You know what I'm saying? That spark like, oh, man, it's not going right with the starting fire right now. We need something right now. Boom, here comes Caruso, passing lane, transition, bucket. Uh, we love the way that he cuts. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, Mark mentioned the, the play he was running with Vooch where he's mm-hmm. setting screens for your center. It's mm-hmm. not normal, guys, for a center to do that, by the way. That is not normal. That is really, really good, all right? Um, but, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a logical thing, and I've loved the way Iowa has played. Like, he has, it hasn't overwhelmed him at all. We haven't seen him be overwhelmed <laughs> last year either, but he really looks locked in and tuned in about being the starting point guard of this team, man. So I, I thought it was a, a no-brainer for him, man, and I, I think he definitely earned it and deserved it. And Dragic also showing that he he's going to get some minutes too because he after that first game, when he after he went back and – you know, got acclimated, you know, in that second game. He's He's been solid ever since, man. So, yeah, good good for Io. Yeah, 100%. And, and like I said, uh, there's been no competition at all at point guard. Like, I thought we would be talking, like, all offseason, we were banging on about Lonzo, his injury, what this meant for the point guard rotation, who would be starting this or that. But, like, literally, once preseason started, it was like, yeah, okay, Io is the starter. Like, it's pretty clear this is where it's heading. Unlike the power forward position, uh, position where Billy was sort of throwing it around, and still continues to throw it around. Like, who the hell knows is going to start, who's going to start against Miami? But not a surprise at all that I is going to be to be starting against the Heat. Makes complete sense. He did, he started every preseason game, and yeah, frankly, he's earned it. Well, speaking of that, I, I don't know if we've gotten your official now the preseason's over opinion. Did did anything change about how you feel as far as who's going to start at that uh, four spot? In, in the first regular season game against Miami a week from tomorrow night, Mark? I mean, do you think that Javante in that starting role with everything that we have seen he is capable of, or at least rem- actually I more accurately have been reminded that he that Javante is capable of and, and maybe trying to get Pat some combination of comfort and confidence coming off the bench in that reserve role? Do you think that that's what Billy should do? I mean, if Pat could play like this every single freaking game, he should start every single freaking game. But I'm not convinced <laughs> of that, nor do I think he should just be gifted that minute, those minutes because he played one good preseason game. Like He's been okay in the previous preseason games, didn't necessarily do anything different than we haven't seen before. Whereas tonight, I thought like we did get glimpses of things that he hasn't necessarily done a lot before. So if he could play like this more often and I had faith in that, yeah, start Pat. But to, to be honest with you, I'm at the point now where I want him to earn it whether that's him going to the second unit and playing the way he did tonight and, and forcing Billy's hand, um, then then do that. But I think Javante, to be, to be fair, has been better than pre, uh, been better than Pat in preseason. He deserves to get that, that starting nod. And for Pat, like, come on, dude, this is year three. I know you can do it, so freaking do it. And and that's what I want to see it now. Like, just, just do it. Rather than handing him minutes... Uh, I understand he's only 21, Drew Wish in the comments, but uh, I want Pat to actually go out there and earn those minutes. And if he can do that, then then, then cool, so be it. I think that they, that actually gets the balls back on track. Whereas if he's coming off on the bench and, you know, just being a part-time role guy who's not necessarily being aggressive, like maybe the previous couple games, 
then that's kind of concerning for me. But if he plays like this, then I'll be happy for him to come back into the starting unit at some point. But let's start with Javante. That's my official take. I mean, he's like Javante has played like the starter. Like yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's hard has, to like, argue against the fact that Javante has earned it. Yeah, and and, and again, because yeah. if in a season where the buzzword has been continuity, having him in the starting lineup is continuity. Like we saw it all last year. That's what he did when Patrick went down. He was the starter at that position, so he kind of knows what what needs to be done and where he needs to bring it. Um, so he just. But the thing is, and you know, I talked about this a lot in the off season. If he gets a three-point shot, then, oh, my God. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It would be a whole different thing for the Bulls. They saw that man hitting threes, mm. man. Look, like, if he's hitting threes Only that, took one tonight and was over one, one tonight. Right, right. But, but if he's hitting those threes, and he was taking them very confidently, I must say. But hitting the threes like he was just adds a whole other kind of layer to his game and to the Bulls. Like, it just makes it – much easier and then much harder to defend if he's going to be doing that because you see the athleticism, the dunking from the three from the free throw line for God's sakes during mm-hmm. the game, the alley oops, the cutting that he does, um, the energy that he brings. You know what I mean? Like right. all those things, all those qualities that you just kind of love, and it's wrapped up in a in a six five guy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so wild. You know what I mean? And we still, I kind of marvel at just watching him because I'm like. This isn't even your position you signed up for. Like, and yeah. you're playing it, and you're so good at it. Like, it's so crazy. But, yeah, it's, it, for me, it would be hard not to start him uh, at the four. Uh, if they go with Pat, I mean, I'm rolling with the coach and what he says. But for me, it, it would be very hard not to start him out there from what we've seen. Uh, some yeah. good comments here. Uh, Erase the hate saying P. Will needs the green light to score freely. That only happens when he's playing with the second unit. Um, Colin saying Javante and Pat each get 20 minutes or so by themselves. The other eight minutes or so, they're both on the floor. Uh, Rex saying start Javante to motivate Pat. Connor saying Javante forces the starters to play with some juice and pace. Mm. I still believe in Pat, but I think Javante brings an edge that is desperately needed. Of that little uh, gaggle of comments I just read, Connor's right there. The last one is my favorite. Yeah. I think that he is very right in saying that that starting lineup, and we know that there are going to be those possessions where DeMar just goes to work ISO right. or or you just dump it down to Vooch in the post. But Javante's presence on the floor sparks something for those transition offense opportunities that Mark yeah. was talking about. Yeah. Makes you get some defensive stops that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I like the, how often did the Bulls come out just so freaking flat Last season, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Javante yeah. wasn't in that starting lineup, yeah. Javante's in that starting lineup. Maybe coming out flat is less of an issue. Yeah, and and the annoyance he will bring to other teams is, it can't be underestimated either on both sides of the floor. Uh, having to guard that, running around all day long, is going to be annoying. The fact that he can defend you, you know what I'm saying, and be in front of you, no matter your size. We saw him defending seven footers and dunking over them at the same time. Like he's got that kind of skill, man. He really does, but. Man, for me, it's just all about that three-pointer. Like, that just excited me more than anything, seeing that man hit some threes, Mark, because I'm like, that's a whole different ball game for the Bulls. Yeah, well, you see, the reason why Javante is going to get the start is because you know what you're getting him with him every single time. Like, the three-point shot, if that is real, then that's a different element that maybe we didn't have last season. But, like, you know what you're going to get from him every single time. Whereas, like, if Pat played like this every single time, then I think it is very similar to what Javante does. Like like I said, Pat had, what, four or five offensive rebounds? Like, that's creating other opportunities for the Bulls to score in a similar way Javante does when he gets out there and forces turnovers or when he runs hard and running the lanes on fast breaks, those sorts of things. So, 
if you get this version of Pat, then I think you can start him because he does create additional possessions, does create a sense of urgency that is very similar in the way Javante does. But if you get the version of Pat that you got in, against the Pelicans or uh, the Nuggets, for example, then then obviously you start Javante. But you know, last note on Javante for me, at least, like the reason why I love this dude is Billy's been throwing around him, throwing him around in the rotation. Like Pat started game one, Javante came out and just played awesome, got the starting game two, but then. For whatever reason, Billy wanted to start Derek Jones Jr. Javante happily goes back to the bench. In this game as well, Pat goes back into the starting unit, even though Javante has clearly been the best power forward option for the Bulls. No issue at all. No nonsense from him. No, uh, you know, him taking any umbrage with that. But just, again, comes off the bench, whatever his role that uh, Billy gives him, and had like 10 points off the bench, five rebounds tonight. Like, that's why everyone loves Javante, because irrespective of what role he's playing, you just know this dude is going to give you 170%. Not, not even 110, not 120. He's giving you 170%. That's Javante Green, and that's why we love See, him. No, he's giving, you, he's giving you 500% because there are five Javantes out there. I believe that's the accurate that's math. That's the, that's the math. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us, man. We look forward to doing this regularly now that we are back in yes. season. Everybody, make sure you're following Mark on Twitter at MKHoops for all of his great Bulls takes. And he's dropping occasional columns for us at allchgo.com. Be sure to check those out as well. Plus his weekly episodes of Bulls HQ yes. in your CHGO Bulls feeds with him and our guy, Will the Go Gottlieb, who is waiting in the wings and will be joining us in just a minute. Mark... Miss you, buddy. Glad you were here tonight. See you guys. All right, bro. Mark K. Mark K, man. What a gem. Come on, man. Oh. Love, he's so it's so intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like just right. the basketball takes. The Bulls fans who are like, oh, like, Mark K, so mean, so negative, so he's, I'm like he's different on the yes, screen. But how often is he wrong? Right, right, right. When, when what listening to him break down those takes, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. again, things come across differently on Twitter, and I'm and I'm not saying he doesn't do it on purpose. Right, I'm sure he does. Oh yeah, but oh, he's for sure an asshole on purpose. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. just Correct. like I am. Correct, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking to him just like you speaking yeah. to him is is a whole different monster you know what i mean you hear it and you're like okay i can see your point i get it right I feel you You know what i mean it's basketball baby uh all right so while we are bringing in will big dave you're Yo. going to give us some words from our sponsors and while both of those things are happening simultaneously you out there in bulls nation are going to hit that thumbs up little like button oh that's what right you're going under to do. your screen here but i got questions for him. joey what time is it Game time. Who? Yeah. Ooh. That was a good who. That was a good one. That was your best who oh, yes, yet, Who right there from the soul right there. Nice, sir. Nice. <laughs> Game time. Yes. The hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could? That 50-yard line, course side, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. Sade is about to put out an album. I will be at the concert. Let me just tell you right now. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drop can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy because you will not find better deals on tickets this season to the Chicago Bulls, y'all. You just won't. You might as well go ahead and get this app. And just like CHGO, it's created by the fans and for the fans. And game time guarantees the lowest price possible. If you love CHGO, then you'll love game time, y'all. The best way to support us is buying your tickets through the link in the description. So just hit that like button and then go ahead and get you some tickets and take yourself some money. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all 
your favorite event. Because Matt Peck, what time is it? Good time. Ooh. I believe that. Mm. I believe it. I just doing game time. Who just made me think? I wonder who cheated with Dennis's wife right before a game. <laughs> That's what makes me think pre- of that. Well, yeah, because I think of the dynasty when I hear or think of what time is it? Game time. Who? <laughs> and I got to know. Yo, Ray say, say, I swear I need a tally cigarette after a big Dave ad read. Yo, you <laughs> stupid. Yo. Uh, cigarette, I understand. I don't know what the towel is for. Uh, I don't either, man. I'm a little scared to know what the towel is for. Just go get you get some tickets. I promise you that. Go get you some Bulls tickets or yeah. a ticket to a concert, baby. Game and time. shout out to our guy Salim in the comments. Dream. Salim of the Bulls Gold Podcast, our dear friend. Once again, repping the Vooch love in the comments. Hey, man. Love it. I just have so enjoyed watching Vooch, for real. Like, he has been really good. And like I say, I don't put stock in the preseason. It's not something I do. But when you're a veteran mm-hmm. like that and you're looking like this in the preseason, same with DeMar, like, you're like, oh, yeah, let's start, let's start this Dude, season. Dude, the Vooch revenge tour is <laughs> lit, <laughs> it's old, y'all. Man. Can't wait. Uh, Deadman, come a few. You Joey. start on the list. <laughs> it's no talk time, no y'all. Talk. Oh, just from one handsome, perfectly oh, quaffed man the in the quaffed. bubble to yet another. The quaffness. What up, Will? Ridiculous. I, love, I love coming on here because you guys just give me unlimited compliments. It's it's great. No limit to the truth, Will. Man, back to back, <laughs> Mark and the goat. I love this. Pretty dang nice. Uh, pretty dang Will, nice. how was how was your night at the UC? Probably a pretty happy time. Bulls win big against the Bucks. I'm not gonna lie. I was not prepared for not to not prepared to have fun with that game because Giannis didn't play. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Demar, Zach. None of those guys played. But it was actually a really fun game. And my big takeaway from it was, and the reason why I thought it was so fun, is because the Bulls are just like flying up and down in transition. And it's something that they were really good at at the beginning of last season, really bad at at the second half of last season, and are now sort of starting to, to refine that. And if they can start to blend some of this in with the DeMar and Zach iso ball, I think they could be pretty good on, uh, pretty good on offense, guys. Well, I guess the main thing that we wanted, we were discussing earlier was obviously Patrick Williams and, and how he played this evening. Uh, what was your take on Pat? Uh, did it encourage you or, or did it make you a little more upset that you know this is in him and you want to see more of it? Um, maybe a little of both. Uh, I mean, Pat, Pat was great. And I think a lot of it was that transition that we talked about, just like him. And not only just in like full court transition, but just like the movement and randomness that they're trying to play with in half court. I thought he really excelled with that, whether it was just getting dribble handoffs and diving to the basket or just cutting or grabbing offensive rebounds or whatever it was. He had five dunks today, and I asked him in the locker room after, when's the last time you had five dunks in a game? And he was like, eh, my rookie or maybe? I don't know. I don't – maybe never. No. So, uh, High school. I mean, he's just <laughs> – yeah, seriously. I mean, he just – he had such a great game, and I think – I'm sure Mark said this because it's something Mark and I talk about all the time, but he showed so many things that he can do well, but that also he can do well with Damar and Zach. And I think that there's something needs to click for him to be able to do that, but we've seen him score with the ball in his hands. We've seen him score off ball. And now we need to see him score off ball next to Damar and Zach. And I think that there's some barrier there right now, but to see it happen with that second unit with Goran and with Ayo and Javante and, Dale and Terry and Vooch and all those guys. I think that's a really good sign. So it's a work in progress. Like he's, 
he's only 21 guys remember <laughs> but uh but i do think it will take some time with him and and i i i like having him in these second units because i think it takes some pressure off of him to start on that learning curve so i was i was happy with the performance for sure well speaking of second units versus first units apparently that was the big news of billy donovan's post game uh comments tonight uh, Will is that he basically, in in so many words, said, confirmed that Io Desumu has won the starting point guard job uh, as we've complete preseason and have another week of practices leading up to their real opener against Miami next week. What what was the vibe on that with Billy's answer? Uh, I can't remember who asked, but he basically said basically yes, Io is going to be the point guard. And the more I've thought about it i think it makes sense you look at how i think especially the second unit plays together with Dragic, with pat with javante with Derek jones kobe all these guys that just like to get up and down i think caruso fits in really well with that off the bench and i mean he was just dominant defensively tonight i really love what he does he was taking all those charges in a meaningless preseason game but come on on. but i think I think this is exactly the point is like you can get away with him playing like that. If he's playing a little bit fewer minutes with that second unit versus having to be out there for 36 minutes with the starters. So I, I like it. Um, I think Cruz is a better player still. I think I was great and I think he's still growing, but um, just in terms of like the, the level of just athleticism and transition game that they're getting out of their second unit, like that's a, that's a real weapon. It's, and it sounds like they're going to kind of go to that five-man bench unit bench mob like the uh, the old Tibbs days. So that could be something a little bit new, maybe less staggering of DeMar and Zach, which um, you know is maybe questionable, but you can't really argue with the results of how they played tonight. Uh, another game, Will, and another solid game for Kobe White, I thought. Uh, I really enjoyed the way he played, actually on both ends of the floor. Um, what, what do you see Kobe's role going into this season – um, is he, are we, are we talking like the sixth man, seventh man off the bench? Is he coming in a little later, uh, being that combo guard kind of guy, just getting it hot. What, where do you see it going for him? I think he's going to be a member of that all bench unit. Um, I'm not sure what order he'll come off the bench in, but like the bulls are still taking 29, 30, 31 threes a game. They need his shooting. He's one of the few guys that can do it. And he's also really good in transition. He's fast. He gets out, he runs. I think you, we saw it in especially game two. He didn't shoot the ball super well uh, tonight, but you know, he's, he's much better when the decision is already made for him because he's got the advantage and he's already going downhill. So I like him in these faster paced units. Um, and hopefully, yeah, that just continues to build some confidence, same as Pat. So I think he'll be a part of the rotation. They just, they need him and his shooting. Um, and if you can get away with the defense, when you have those super fast lineups with Javante and Derek Jones and IO and Caruso flying around, um, you know, next to Kobe, I think his defensive deficiencies aren't quite so glaring. Will, uh, Big Dave and I had a funny moment uh, towards the end of this game when Tony Bradley had checked in and proceeded to get blocked three times consecutively <laughs> underneath the basket. And Dave said something to the effect of, see, that's why I'm cool with Andre Drummond, because we can laugh at that instead of worrying about like, oh dear God, we actually need 12 to 15 minutes from a guy like that. I know that you have had your, let's say reservations at least about the continuity plan and that maybe just Drummond and Dragic were underwhelming as far as off-season roster improvements. Having seen them for four preseason games or three in Dragic's case, because he got the DNP old on Sunday, 
Um, are, are you a little bit more encouraged about what these new guys can actually bring as rotation guys? Because they both had pretty decent games again tonight. Yeah, I think it's a very um, complicated question and a complicated answer. But I have been super impressed, to put it, you know, plainly. Like, Dragic especially. I, I always thought Drummond was going to be a really good player. I mean, he's certainly, like, one of the better backup centers in the league. I don't think he necessarily addresses the weaknesses on this team, nor does Dragic, although I think they're both sort of, you know, impressing me there too. But like, as far as continuity goes, like the, what I really meant was that just like, they didn't make any giant acquisitions that were going to really change the ceiling of this team. But that doesn't mean that these guys aren't going to be helpful. I think we're already starting to see that Goran, like some of the younger guys just will not stop talking about how much playing with Goran is helping them and, helping them learn the game and understand where to be and when to be there. Um, I talked with both Pat and Goran about that after the game. I think I'm going to probably write something for later this week or next week about it. Um, Drummond has been awesome. Like he's, he's just unleashed, you know, like he's playing his game. He's rolling to the basket. He's not afraid to like make plays, but he's also not, you know, being constricted and confined into a player that maybe isn't, you know, his best self where he's got to just like catch lobs rolling to the basket. So I like what we're seeing with both of them. And um, I think they will be rotation pieces, especially, as I said, with this like all bench unit. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, I still have questions about the, the ceiling of this team based on continuity, but they're certainly helping a lot already, I think. One of the other reasons I was able to laugh at Tony Bradley is also because of Nikola Vucevic and the way he's been playing. Like he, for me, I, we talked about it with Mark. I, I feel like if he's, He's the second best player of the preseason, if not the best uh, player of the preseason. Um, I, I, I'm wondering, do you feel like this can carry over? Because a lot of people don't put a lot of stock into what they see guys doing in the preseason. Uh, do you put any stock into what you've seen Vooch do and he can carry it over the, to the regular season? Absolutely, 100%. I actually do put stock into the preseason. Last year, if you recall, like the Bulls came out and were just like firing on all cylinders. They were yeah. hitting go-ahead passes. They were getting out in transition. Lonzo was doing his thing. Caruso was doing his thing. Zach was like doing 360 dunks. I mean, they just like looked their best right out of the gates. Sure. So I do think there's something to be said for playing good preseason basketball. And I think what's encouraging to me about Vooch is the way that it's happening, the process behind the results. He's getting into different spots. I think it's really, it's almost counterintuitive the way that Billy is using him, putting him like in the dunker spot or in the corners where he's not necessarily, you know, scoring the ball at a high level or, um, you know, contributing on a passing level, but like they're moving him around. They're getting him from spot to spot. And I think that does unlock a little bit of his offense and he certainly looks more comfortable doing it. So I am very optimistic with the way that they're using Vooch. And I think the shooting numbers will follow because he just looked uncomfortable in his little box at the top of the key last year. I know he can shoot from there. Uh, I know he's a good passer and he's good at short roll passing, but I just don't think, I think he felt a little constricted. So I think moving him around, creating more space in the lanes by just putting him in different positions. Um, like I said, it's counterintuitive. It's not the way that I would have drawn it up myself, but that's why they don't pay me the big bucks. So I, I think it's been really creative and I really like what I'm seeing from Vooch. Uh, nothing earth-shattering from the Rook, Dalen Terry, tonight, Will, but his first official start, um, and, and I saw a bunch of Bulls fans on Twitter, you know, commenting about, man, it's got to be so cool for a young player like that mm -hmm. 
to have that first opportunity to have your name said in the starting lineups for a Chicago Bulls home game. Uh, did Dalen talk after the game at all? And 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 if not, just and any impressions of what you saw from him in his final preseason outing tonight? Yeah, I didn't have a chance to talk with him, but it's more of the same on, a, on the transition front. Just like this guy's made to run the break. And I mean, he threw like he's throwing no look passes, look away passes, getting that the rebound and just like was hitting. filthy. Yes, it was. It was unbelievable. And he, it's not even that he's always necessarily the one that's like making the assist or like making the pass that leads to the basket, but he's getting rebounds and like hitting it ahead to the person that will then, you know, hit the roller or find the corner shooter or whatever it is. So like he's creating advantage plays that then the Bulls can use on their next advantage play. So I really like what I've seen from him. I think he's got some more just like figuring out the NBA to do, which makes sense. He hasn't even played one regular season NBA game, but he's got a legit NBA skill set. And I think that's always something that you can bank on. So I'm really excited about him. I'm not sure if or when he cracks the rotation, but he's he's got some potential for sure. I, I like him a lot. So with Io being the, the starting point guard, we basically know we're set. Rules are pretty much set with their team. Um, Where's your confidence level? Not in the team, because I'm, I'm sure your confidence is pretty high in the team, what they can do as far as in their rotations and defense and things like that. But where's your confidence in the starting five uh, going into the regular season? Where do, you, where do you feel they are? As far as, like, their production? or Yes, who will as be far as their production, like forward. your confidence in them getting it done from game one. Yeah, I mean – I think part of that is just a question mark because we don't know necessarily who's going to be the starting four. My guess is that it's Javante. Um, I think he he kind of unlocks that aspect of transition play for the starters. Um, I think Damar and, and Zach especially can play in transition, but it's not like their natural tendency. And so having a guy like Javante who can just like force the issue a little bit, uh, even if it's just like cutting to the basket um, when you know Damar draws a double or um, getting steals and throwing it ahead to Zach or something like that. Like, I think he just complements those three guys a little bit better right now. I think Patrick is really starting to figure that out. Um, tonight was definitely a step in the right direction for him. But, I mean, they're trying to win today. They, they need to win today. And I think having Javante be the starter allows the Bulls to be better. And it also allows Patrick, I think, to develop at a pace and with pressure that is probably a little bit easier for him. So that being said, I like the the starting five with Javante. I think they've got um, they've got just multiple different ways they can hurt you. The the way that they're moving Vooch around, he can be in the post. He can run side pick and rolls with Zach. He can um, come off of screens and make plays. Like he ran a pick and roll tonight, which was crazy. Uh, I, I really like the way they're using him. Demar can obviously always get you a bucket, um, and then just to have that like hard cutter transition player, I think really opens up some avenues. So. I like them a lot. And then you bring in the second unit that's just running and gunning. That's like a totally different look. It's kind of weird. It's kind of fun. But uh, I think they both have their their utility, right? Like you've got a team that can just like slow it down and kill you in half court. And you've got a team that can just run and gun and beat you in transition. So um, just kind of depending on what style they want to play, they kind of have the weapons to do it. Will, thank you so much for joining us for a while tonight on Post Game to share some of your insights. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll let you get back to it. Everybody, make sure you read Will's recap of <laughs> the preseason. All of his thoughts, they'll be up on allchgo.com tomorrow morning. 
Yeah, right back at you, buddy. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'll be here waiting. Permanent shadow. Yeah, and you're going to keep on waiting, my friend. (laughs) But, yeah, and I'm also going to keep on waiting for you to change your handle back to Won't Gotly, but... Some things you wait forever for. He's adulting, uh, so. Follow Will on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb, everybody. <laughs> Will, appreciate you, buddy. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow here back at the studio. Oh, Mark and the GOAT. Mark and the GOAT. What a great back-to-back here on postgame. Yeah. Um, you feeling better, man? Well, yeah. Okay. I, I was until you just reminded me of my bet loss just now. <laughs> I was just checking on you, man. You'll be all right, bro. You'll be okay. Oh, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, that's nothing. Like you say, Bears and coming honest, back. I mean, like football season yeah. has been very good to me so okay. far. All right. All so, right. That's good. Uh, you know, I've been a lot of Thursday night unders they and uh, making some good picks and hitting some parlays on those Sunday noon kickoff slates. Are you so. Are you ever going to go up a little higher in what you bet? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. No. Slow and steady wins the race, Slow just like steady. Marge told us. That's what she said. Slow um, and static. And, and just like whenever I my bank in points bet gets up to a certain amount, yeah. I just take a good chunk of that, usually like 100 at a time, mm-hmm. throw it back into my actual bank account. I like that. Joey, is that how you do it when you're gam- – wait, are you gambling? Now? Yeah. Okay, you're on it. Okay. Uh, that is not how I do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. You said that like he's the, crazy. Like, like, oh, it's responsible how he oh, does it. Oh, responsible. Like, okay, so all right, all right, all right. There are only a very small number of examples where I am – 100% convinced that I know what's going to go down. Okay. So, like, take example two weeks ago, Chiefs-Bucks. Okay. I was like, the Bucks look horrible so far. Sure. And somehow the Chiefs were still underdogs in that game. Didn't and I was like, either. Mahomes yeah. and the Chiefs are going to roll. I thought so, too. So, I took the Chiefs money line plus odds and was like, free money. So, I threw more money on it than I would usually on my average bet. And you won. And I won big. That's fine. Do? I just, I don't. The pulling it out after going up a lot is what is impressive. I just keep it in until it goes away inevitably. Yeah, see? <laughs> after a long I time. love you, points bet, that, but that's how you beat points bet. <laughs> when you get up to a certain number, you rip that back in your actual bike account. Don't let it linger over yeah, there. Yeah, that's why I'm a company man. Yeah, you know? well. Trying to support points bet. Yes, Good for you. Is. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm supporting points bet with pictures that Dave is screen grabbing and videos that you're posting, <laughs> showing how much fun and emotional... <laughs> torment simultaneously in the preseason. I have. See, exactly it made preseason riveting oh man i was glued to my seat you gotta, <laughs> you gotta work every every yeah. shot that would <laughs> exactly all right that's it we're out of here until tomorrow uh, we'll be back we got a live show in studio tomorrow yes. 5 30 central time yes uh we're gonna continue on with our training camp series prove it prove it we're looking at the man of the night tonight, Patrick Williams. Yes. So tune in for that tomorrow. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Bow, B-A-W-L Sports is Dave's Bow. handle. I am Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Our first visitor, Mark K, uh, MK Hoops. Will is at Will underscore Gottlieb. And uh, Joey, our producer and our pal, is at Joey Spathis. Joey. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. That's everybody. That is. For Mark, for Will, for Joey, for Dave, I'm Peck. This is The Stash. Love you, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up one more time. See you tomorrow. See you. Be good.